0: I was actually in this school um, on Thursday, this exact assembly, but because I've got to add a few bits to it, there are some other bits for, for you grown-ups too, to get something right. So, um, when I go into school, I do a new um, assembly every month, and so Christmas, December, has been about honour. It's something not many many people talk about these days, maybe a word that is a little bit old-fashioned to some children, actually. We're talking about honor. We talk about respect a lot, don't we, with kids, but honor, we don't tend to talk too much about. So, first of all, I want to find out what your favorite thing is about Christmas. And this is in schools, they go, (laughs) at this point in time, and try and get my attention. So, come on, kids, what's your favorite thing? Jesus has been born. Good answer. Well done. You wake up at midnight sometimes. Okay. Nesia. Mince pies. Have you had one today? You have to get them before they go. You like presents too. Okay. Friends and family. Bithia. Christmas games. Do you have a favorite Christmas game? Wrap dad up. In, in um, wrapping paper. Do you play that game? You could start it this year. <laughs> okay, yep. Eating food. Food is always big, isn't it, on the agenda at Christmas. In our household, we have a little joke, well, for Richard and I, that you have to lose half a stone before Christmas <laughs> just to give yourself room. Because otherwise, when you get, especially at mum and dad's. Okay, yes. Partying on, partying on, not mum and dad. What are you talking about? <laughs> Parties. Okay, so maybe some things that we came up with. So the feeling of Christmas. People talk about the feeling, isn't it? And um, sometimes they say, oh, not much sort of a Christmas feeling this year. But actually spending time with people, just the fun going on can give us a really good feeling. The lights. Did anybody go to the um, switching on of the lights in Northampton this year? Yeah? Yeah? It's really good, actually. It's quite good. The big countdown in the market square. It's worth going. Presents, we've said that one, and cards. Uh, I thought it would be fun. We haven't put this into my normal um, PowerPoint, but I thought since we have people throughout the ages in the room, we'd have a little remember about Christmas over the decades and the top presents that were there across the, down the ages. So... If you, oh, we, we, we can't get rid of that, can we? Okay, so if you were around <laughs> in the 1930s, I'm going a little bit further back now. You might have, don't worry, you might have got a an aeroplane that you could put together yourself out of balsa wood. That would have been one of the top presents. Uh, You could have had... You can't see this here, kids. You won't believe what they were allowed to have back in the 1930s. You could have had uh, Buck Rogers' pistol. (laughs) You weren't allowed to do anything with it, but you could have it. Uh, uh, You could have had a Shirley Temple doll. That's the one thing at the top left-hand corner. If you were around in the 1940s, you could have had a pull-along toy that moved, maybe a little spring tail. Uh, You might have had a bubble wand. Uh, You might have had a game of jacks back in the 1940s. If you were around the 1950s, scale electrics. Yeah, now we're getting into people's I remember now. Okay. Uh, You might have had the very first Play-Doh. You can't see it on there, but on there it says non-toxic. <laughs> that was quite funny. Uh, or you might have had a ViewMaster with all the little slides that you could put through and have a little look. In the 1960s, GI Joe was around, uh, or the Little People. Good job you cannot see that because it's very scary. Uh, or Mr Potato Head came in full swing. Uh, 1970s, you could have had a Holly Hobby. Do you remember those girls, ladies? Yeah, I had one. Holly Hobby, Paddington Bear was up there. Or you might have a Weeble or two. In the 1980s, (laughs) I hope I don't cause any offense, but those Cabbage Patch Dolls were really not very nice. Um, Cabbage Patch Doll, a proton pack. Lads, anybody get a proton pack? No, no. It was about Ghostbusters, and you could pretend that you could get rid of the ghosts and go around with this pack on your back. No. Okay. All Sylvanian families were in there. They're actually back, aren't they, Sylvanian families? 1990s, Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, you'll see something. Uh, the Game Boy, very first in the techno there, and Mario Brothers. I used to play that mario brothers back in the 1990s (laughs) just in case you forgot to call me elmo i have a little clip That was the top toy, I think, in 1995. <laughs> me. If you type in Tickle Me Omo experiment, that will have you laughing. Okay. In the 2000s, 2000 2010, the brats dolls were up there. The Go-Go Pets. Or oh, you might have had, I can't remember, is it, is it blades? You could they, you put them on, they flew off. Yeah. Got a few faces to remember those. So 2010 to 2020, who is ex- who is looking forward to? What's a top toy this year that people are looking forward to? Yep, uh, Nintendo Switch. Anybody else liking the thought of Nintendo Switch? Yes, I would say liking the thought is a very tactful way of putting it. <laughs> okay, yes, dummy. Uh, <laughs> I. Some people got bubble ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's, isn't it amazing? But it's amazing, isn't it, how things change from you know back those days? It's quite funny. Yeah, a football. Yeah, you want one of the dolls on there? Cabbage Patch dolls? No, 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 no. <laughs> Shirley Temple doll. Might get get one online. Yes, Ella. Lego. Yeah, Lego's in there, isn't it? My girls love Lego as well. Well, in school, we had a little bit of... Oh, oh, we've got one more hand to the back. Sorry, I missed you. Yeah. A Lego footballer. So, a footballer that you can make into a Lego man. Is that right? Oh, that sounds quite good. Right. Okay. Right. Go on then, Adriel. Last one. A PS4. The gaming is quite big, isn't it, these days? Well, in school, we did something quite fun. We had a, um, a game of Family Fortunes Christmas Edition, so I need your help. I did get, sometimes I got kids up. It was riotous. So by the time I got to Western Fable on, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> time I got to Western Fable on Friday, we stayed where we were.
1: <laughs>
0: so we might do that today. So you are going to be the elves and you are going to be the shoemakers, okay? And you can put your hand up if you think you know. So if you don't know the game of Family Fortunes, I should have got Roy up here, the game show host. We asked 100 people what their favorite Christmas activity was, okay? And somebody in the school said to me, one of the teachers said, "Um, what what people did you ask? I thought, please don't ask me that. I made it up. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, shall we start? What did I say, you were the elves and you're the shoemakers. Right, anyone from the elves want to give me a Christmas activity you think that may be on the list? Okay, Elizabeth. <laughs> Presents, is it on the list? Is Caleb doing it? Okay, Caleb, is it on the list? Oh, here <laughs> is. it is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ignore that one. Oh, go back. You have to press the number on it, Caleb. Go back again. Go back and press a number. <coughs> Woo! It's the <a> top answer. <laughs> so don't worry. We'll, if we get it wrong next time, we'll put a we'll put cross. Right. So shoemakers next. Top ac- top activity at Christmas. Ella. Eating. Eating. <laughs> Shall we say Christmas dinner? Yeah. Is it on the list? Oh, that's okay. It's the second top answer. Well done. Right. Okay, yeah. Praying is praying on the list. <coughs> Do you know that this is what I was saying in schools, because sometimes somebody said something, and it should, it should really have been on my list, and I said, the thing with family fortunes is <laughs> it's never on there. The obvious thing's never on there. Okay, like this side, yes. Family time, is it on the list? Yeah, it is. Number five. Right, this side. Yes, Adriel. Waiting for Christmas Day. Waiting, is it on the list? <coughs> uh-uh. Okay. This side i have got all the, all the crosses. Well, just imagine we've got those. Right, this side. Yes, Roy. Games. Is games on the list? Is it not on there? Oh, okay. I something like that. Oh, well, it's a good one though, Roy. Right this side. Playing. Should we say parties? <laughs> is parties on the list. Yay! It is number three. Come on, grown-ups. I could have got you up here. That would have been worse. Anybody else? Singing carols. Is it on the list? Uh-uh. we've got only one life left. Right, Adriel. Christmas is another good one. Yeah, it is a good one. Oh, we've run out. But they were good choices. Let's see what they were then. Pulling crackers and decorate. It would pulling crackers, be up your top list. Yeah, but I was done there. Okay, well done. Thank you, Caleb. Okay, so just a bit of fun. But 2,000 years ago, Christmas would have looked nothing like that. Christmas would have looked a bit more like this. Just empty space, people on their way to fulfill a promise that was given to them and God. That's what Christmas would have looked at 2,000 years ago. So the people of Israel were waiting a long time for their promise, 700 years or thereabouts. From the, the time the promise was given... To what they were going to have, to actually it being fulfilled 700 years. But they were at the pinnacle of that point where they were waiting for this ruler to come. They'd been promised um, that he was going to bring pre- peace to earth, that he was going to bring understanding about God, and he would rule the nation wisely. This was the promise from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born... So there in itself is a promise that this ruler was going to come as a baby. And unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will rule wisely. Do we need to hear that today? Definitely. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. He's going to know everything about us and going to be able to help us through all things. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace what a promise for someone to come. But I found it really interesting that in this time of waiting at Christmas, God chose three groups of people to honor him. He chose the angels to honor his son. He chose shepherds to honor his son. And he chose the wise men to come and honor his son. But all three had different roles and different responsibilities. to honor somebody is to tell them their worth, isn't it? And when the angels appeared to the shepherds, and when they told them about who was, that Jesus was going to be born, and they gave their invitation, God was proclaiming and announcing the that his son was going to come and who he was going to be and what he was going to do. And those angels gave testimony from heaven to earth about who Jesus was going to be. But I found it really interesting that God chose the shepherds. First of all, he chose people who not many other people would have chosen. The shepherds would have been pretty smelly. They would have been raggedy. They would have, nobody really would have chosen them to come and honor the Son of, of God. But God chose the shepherds, and Dave's already said it today that God knows us by name. And he looked for Mary that nobody else would have known about, and he looked for the shepherds that nobody else would have chosen, but God chose them and appeared to them and invited them to be honored guests. At the son, his son Jesus. The shepherds were honored by God. He honored them by giving them the chance to come and honor his son. And then the last group of people were the wise men. Who were already watching and waiting. The shepherds didn't have a clue. <laughs> not w- no, they weren't expecting. But the, the wise men were already watching and waiting. And God honoured them for it and said, "You've been waiting. You've been looking. You've been <laughs> almost waiting for that time when I'm going to say go." And you went. And He honoured them with the the chance. We're going to. I have got a small clip that I showed in school, but I'm not sure how clear it's going to be because of the the sun. we're going to watch the clip of when the angels appeared to the shepherds to tell them that they were going to be honored guests at the birth of their son.
1: son. On this same night, under the same starry sky, not too far away, there were shepherds taking care of their flock during the night watch. It was an ordinary night as the animals quietly grazed. But soon, This ordinary night was interrupted by glory. Something caught their attention. Suddenly the shepherds realized they were no longer alone in this field that night. An angel stood before them. The shepherds were terrified, but the angel comforted them saying, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. Tonight a savior has been born in Bethlehem. He is the Messiah and he was born for you. The angel told the shepherds exactly where to find this baby boy this gift of hope come to earth. He would be wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough in a nearby stable in the city of David. In the blink of an eye, the glorious multitude of the heavenly host appeared, surrounding those humble shepherds in glory. With their voices, they lifted up an angelic song of praise to God. And in that breathtaking moment, the heavens boldly proclaimed the glory of the one who not only knew the stars by name, but knew the names of those humble shepherds in the field. This quiet night turned into the most glorious of nights, and the shepherds hurried off to find the baby boy. They found him lying in a feeding trough, exactly as the angel had said. The shepherds couldn't keep this good news inside. They told everyone they met about the angel, the heavenly host, the young couple, and the precious Christ child. And all who heard it were amazed just as we continue to be amazed as we remember this night, this moment when hope was made known to us.
0: So here's what I think is something for us to think about, um, today as we go into Christmas, honor is such an important part of the character of God and it's so vital in our relationships today. I wonder how often we are conscious of how we honor one another. I wonder who we choose to honor and who we choose to dishonor, because we do. When God created us, he made everything, he says it was very good. That's every single person on this planet. So when you show someone that you honor them, your mom, a delivery person, homeless person, whoever it might be, you are actively recognizing and respecting God's creation. Whoever it is that you are honoring from the smallest to the greatest and everybody in between. I think there's, Jen Johnson has a song, Oh, How You Love Us from the homeless to the famous and in between. God shows us in this story that he honors all people. He honored the shepherds, he honored Mary, and he honored the wise men, the people that we expect and the people we don't expect. To honor someone is to tell other people about that person's worth the angels were telling people about God's worth, about the worth of his son. They were proclaiming this is who he is. When we tell people about how much someone is worth, we are honoring them. When we show someone their worth to their face, then we are honoring them. It might be that this Christmas, there is a great grandparent or someone who sits in the room who, who feels a bit uncomfortable because there's lots of noise and they don't join in, maybe kids, maybe grown-ups, we could go and choose to sit with them. Not just ignore them, not just let them get on with it, but maybe we can honor them by going to sit with them and asking them, tell me about your favorite Christmas. Tell me something w- wonderful that you've done, you've never told me before. We can show someone that we honor them. And it shows them how much that they are worth. And to honor someone is to elevate someone's position in front of others or by themselves by changing the way other people see them, like God did with those shepherds. And those shepherds didn't see themselves, I guess, as worthy guests at the birth of Jesus' son. But God elevated them when I came back from Uganda, um, I was really smelly. <laughs> I was really dirty. And I got turned up in Dubai, halfway. I hadn't got anywhere I could confirm my flights. And I got there and they said, uh, Miss Malcolm, my previous name, you've been upgraded to business class. Of oh course. Like First of all, I'd love it, but not the way I was in. And I said, me? Me? Upgraded to business class. <laughs> I was standing there hovering over there. He said, yes. <sighs> After where I had been, what I had done, sleeping on mattresses in the middle of rats running around me, and then suddenly I got there and I, someone said, you're going to go into business class. I didn't feel it, but I felt at that point in time, it was a little bit like that with the shepherds. You are honored. God honors and he elevates and he lifts up the ones that we don't often. People have, I've heard people say before, it's like calling out the gold inside of somebody. It's looking at somebody, whoever they are, whether you think, whether you think a lot of them or not, and you're finding something in them that is what, what is precious to God. Looking at them and seeing the face and the image of God, the creator, in that person, whoever they are, and calling that out, that is the gold. There was a saint called St. Columba, which I think my name, Mal Colum, came from, follower of or disciple of Col- Colum. And um, he was a, a saint in Scotland, and he was known a story where there was a, really, a kid who was really, really terrible in the, one of the Scottish villages, and they brought this kid to this saint to humiliate him publicly in front of everybody. And instead... This guy, St. Columba looked to him and he prophesied over him. And he said, you are going to bring the word of God to the nation of Scotland. And out of your mouth, where, where you have been cursing and where you have been, profanities have been pouring out your mouth, out of your mouth will come the word of God. And that man went on to go and bring the word of God to the whole of Scotland as he grew up. Now that to me is how God does it. He sees inside each person. And instead of saying, that's who you are, and that's how you're behaving, that's the way I see you now, that's what you look like now, this is who God sees you to be. And it's about honoring who God sees people to be. So this Christmas, let's think about how we honor each other and think about how it is one of the characteristics of our father, how he loves to honor. And think of ways that we can honour each other. Maybe in our words, maybe kids, you can think about who you could honour, how you can find out, how you can make someone feel really special and worth a lot this Christmas.